Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this edition of the Steelers Q&A. Back with you on a Sunday night, no Steelers game this weekend because they played on Thursday night football. Coming away victorious against the Tennessee Titans, 20-16 to hard-fought game. And uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about more as I've got a guest with me this week. And uh, I'm excited to do that. And it's so much easier on the Sunday night. And uh, it's somebody that you listen to a lot. A great voice here at uh, the Steel Curtain Network for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's my man, Tate. Tate, how you doing, man? Welcome to the Sunday night Q&A. We're back on Sunday night, and it feels good. Oh, I think you're muted, man. Yeah, I do that all the time. They they find me on the <laughs> homies for doing that. <laughs> oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. But <laughs> I said, I said, man, thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here with you. It was good to to get that win on Thursday night to get all the stress out that day. I could just sit back and enjoy all the football games today and not yeah. not have to stress about any of it. So the Steelers won Thursday. Great, great, great for my football fandom. And Ohio State Buckeyes won yesterday. Great for my football fandom. So today was hey. a Stress-free. There you go, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Today was a stress-free day. It was, and and it felt good. Obviously, you want some of these AFC North teams to bite the dust a little bit, but they're not doing that. And we're we're watching Bengals Bills live, and they go up seven nothing on the first drive of the game. The AFC North teams are playing good football right now, and uh, I kind of wanted to talk about that here. Uh, today we're going to bring in obviously all of our listeners that are that are here Uh, we've got Afton Jared Evel Joseph Donovan uh, lots of lots of regulars in Uh, Tate coming off of his podcast uh, just a few seconds ago and uh, was willing to join in to talk some Steelers with me and I appreciate it but Tate let's get kind of your just overall feelings about the Steelers in this AFC North right now are they a team that can hang with some of these hot teams or are they going to kind of fall off the map here as the season continues to progress? What do you see out of this, this Pittsburgh Steelers team in a rugged as usual AFC North? Yeah. We just were talking about that on my know-it-alls podcast, man. I don't know if the Bengals win tonight, you got all four teams in the division, at least two games over 500. Yeah. At this, at the halfway point of the season, I don't know. I can't say that it that it has happened before, but I can't say that it hasn't happened before. I've never seen it. I don't recall it. Four teams. Mm-hmm. I've seen three teams make the playoffs in the division, but we're talking about four teams being two games over 500 minimum at the halfway yeah. point of the season. I think the Steelers can hang, Jeremy. Um uh, it's, it's we went in ugly, but the fact that that yeah. we're winning you know what I mean? It's been yeah. ugly. So from my perspective, it can only get better, right? I mean, it has to trend up because it can't trend down any further. So yeah. I, I, I feel like if they just keep cleaning things up week by week, next next up is Green Bay next Sunday. That should be a winnable game. I watched a lot of Green Bay versus the Rams today. They didn't look like anything special. We should be able to greet, beat Green Bay at home. And then be six and three. Then I think we get into Cleveland and Cincinnati back to back. That yeah. that'll tell a lot. Yeah, that's the that's the prove it stretch right there. Uh, whether or not they belong in this division, and um, you're going on the road, uh, I believe for for both of those games, right? You're going on the road for both 
AFC North matchups. And uh, so, yeah, you got to win against Green Bay this this weekend. But I agree with you. I think I think they can hang in this AFC North because still they kind of own the AFC North, if you will. They they win these matchups, you know, uh, against their division rivals. And we'll see. They haven't played Cincinnati yet, but they've got uh, one up against the Browns and one up against the Ravens already in their matchups against them. And, you know, they just know how to beat these AFC North teams. So as far as staying in pace in the division, I think they have a uh, have a shot. But whether or not they can really hang with these these teams down the stretch will be the telling point. But let's jump into some of these questions here. Um, Going back to Thursday night's game, Afton uh, for it says, did anyone else find Thursday's win more satisfying? It felt to me like a genuine win and not. A, a a string i'm assuming is what she meant to say of luck uh wh- what's your take on this uh tate you you feel like you feel like this was more of a complete win from pittsburgh or uh how do you feel well the the the, the offense played good on the on the first drive and the last drive um the defense yeah. the defense got off the field and you know, Will Levis looked looked good for his second start, but yeah. they they managed to get him get him off the field at the end of the game. Quan Alexander getting that pick. Tomlin is twenty five and five against rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, just just to throw that in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I'd say so. I mean, yeah, I I, I was pleased with the win, but there there's still more meat on the bone. There's still yeah. there's still more things to get better at and. You know, yeah. So I'm I'm pleased. Like I said, I'm pleased. No, I can't brag or anything like that because it's not braggable win, but it's a win. Yeah, yeah. A win is a win in the NFL, and you know, Mike Tomlin says we're not going to apologize for winning. You know, maybe that's kind of kind of our job a little bit is to say, you know, this team is winning, but you know, you add that little tag on the end and say this is this is something that could come back to bite them if they don't pick up the pace a little bit, but I was a little bit more pleased with the offense specifically this last week. The running game getting going was, was huge for the the prospects moving forward. And that's, that's not a bad run defense that they played last week. Uh, So I, you know, I'm just given, I I give this, the Steelers props for, for continuing to win while figuring it out. A lot of teams can't win while figuring things out. I mean, the Houston Texans, we watched them play today. C.J. Stroud, by the way, the real deal <laughs> in the NFL. Five touchdown passes today, 400-plus yards. And they're still figuring things out. And they had a good win today. But they're not winning a bunch of ball games while they're figuring things out. You know, there's there's some struggles there. They're not completing a lot of these wins. And it takes a really, truly special performance from their quarterback to get big wins. So, I just think that the Steelers, yeah, they're slogging along a little bit, but every game they have a shot in because they know how to win ball games when it gets muddy. And so far, that's been the case. So, yeah, I feel a little bit better about this one over the Titans. You like to see them string it together against Green Bay and not look ahead to those division matchups and skip on Green Bay. Um, but we'll see. I think that's going to be going to be a fun watch here to see how they continue to, to stack, hopefully, some wins here in a row um man let's see trying to find if if we've got some more questions here i think the you got it you got it you got a super chat from brad jeffrey 
oh hey check that out let's pull that one up thank you brad for the little bit of a donation here can they win a playoff game this way brad asks um that is a fantastic question and one that i've struggled with whether it's sustainable for this team to to win ball games and then to get to the postseason and and muddy it up enough to to win one um I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. It's it's they can't win a playoff game this way um, because I just I just think once you get to the playoffs, it's the best of the best. The stakes are higher. You've got to be on your P's and Q's a little bit more. You've got to play cleaner football. And I don't know if this team can do that, especially the way they're playing right now. Maybe they grow into that. Tate, what do you think? Yeah, I would be inclined to agree with you, man, but I would say it depend it would depend on the matchup, right? I mean. I think that game was there to be won against Jacksonville last week. So I think if yeah. Jacksonville's the team, they could find a way to win that game. Yeah. Um, if the division rival, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they beat the Bengals or the Chiefs. You don't beat Burrow Mahomes playing the way we're playing. You yeah. may don't beat Josh Allen, but they're just as sloppy as we can be sometimes, too. Yes, but I'd say no. But one game, it depended on the matchup. Yeah, I think it it's got to be like Jack Jacksonville, like you mentioned, or uh, an opponent from your own division, <laughs> like right, um, they, they, like know. maybe yeah. Baltimore. Maybe Baltimore gets the second seed, and you get the seventh seed, and you got to go to Baltimore. I like the Steelers' chances of winning that game. Uh, you know, just the way that they've had a good streak against the Ravens, but. Um, you know, if it's you're right, if you got to travel to Cincinnati um, as a as a sixth seed and they're the third seed and and you've got to make that type of play, I, that that's going to be rough. But, you know, there's four division winners. Um, you've got whoever the, the East brings out. That seems like it's going to be a slugfest to the end of the season. Um, you've got whoever the AFC North brings out. That could very well be the Steelers still. Um. But, you know, if you don't win the division, obviously you're traveling on the road. You've got a bunch of guys who've never been to the playoffs before, a bunch of second and first year guys that have big time roles on this team that uh, it it would be tough to see them walking into an opposing stadium and and keeping the calm and cool uh, well enough to win a a playoff game. But uh, it's possible. Anything's possible. And I still hold out hope that there's a chance that they can continue to improve as the season goes on as well as to continue to work together and get better. So right, 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 right now, Bits, right now, five and three, right? Still five and three. Yep. Five and three. What do you have their win total being right now? You know that let me see here. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pull up there. I'm gonna pull up their schedule real quick. I was doing that as you were as you were speaking there. Um, yeah you got, you got another super chat up too. Yeah I'll pull that one up from, okay. from Justin. Thank you Justin. Yeah. Um so you got Packers. I think they win that one. I think they're going to sweep the Browns. I think that they've got their number, and I think Deshaun Watson is not the guy there. So, um, so you get to seven and three. I think you lose to the Bengals on the road. Um, I'm going to say they, four. yeah, I'm going to see that say that they win two of the next three uh, between the Cardinals, Patriots, and Colts. So you got nine, nine and five. five, and then that that back those last three games. Um, Seattle, uh, Seattle, Bengals, and Baltimore, right? Yep, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens, all in a row there. And you get the Bengals at home. I think you have to win that game. You got to get to ten wins to make the playoffs in this AFC. I think 
or to, to think you have a lock in spot there. Um, so I'm going to say they win one of those last two and that they get to 10 and seven. Let's say 10 and seven is their record. That's fair. That's my thought. Yeah, that's fair. I can, I can see that. I can see that. All right, let's pull up this other super chat here from Justin Gall. Justin Gall gives us four ninety nine. Thank you, Justin, for hopping in and giving some of your hard-earned money to us. We we appreciate it. Kenny Positives didn't bail on clean pockets. I did notice that. That's a great point here from Justin. Uh, great reads, great follow-through on play-action runs, fake throws. I, you know, I think he is doing some of the smaller things better, um, and that just shows comfortability. Um, and maybe the offense is improving a little bit by uh, not leaps and bounds, but, uh, you know, maybe step by step. I th- I don't know how big of a deal you think it is, but I thought having Canada on the sidelines was a big deal for the Steelers this last week and that they absolutely need to continue do- doing that moving forward. But um, uh, what was your thoughts on Kenny Pickett in this last performance? I know started a little faster, had a slump more in the middle, and then, again, fourth quarter Kenny is is the real deal but uh what 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 were your thoughts overall of his performances last week uh he played good when we needed him to play play good in the fourth quarter that's what Kenny does I think um he missed some throws early I don't know if if it was because because of the rib injury and I want to give him that but he's been missing throws all year he yeah. has to just clean that up because those because those those are plays to be had. That right. that 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 uh that play on the sideline the first quarter where he where he overthrew Deontay Pickens. by about four feet. Oh yeah, yeah, you're and, right. And then on the other sideline he he missed Pickens the same thing overthrew him by like four crosser. feet. Yeah, yep. I mean, and, and Pickens had had room of the sideline to run another 30, 40 yards probably. So those plays are there to be had. What I did like is everything that uh, Justin said, and I think Kenny. What I noticed, he didn't. He wasn't bailing out the back door. Yeah, he usually is in the pocket, and he he does that reverse spin and, and, and rolls out. Then everything everything is off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he did a better job of staying in the pocket, and because the rain game was working, play action was working yeah. much better. Yes. So I, I I thought Kenny I thought Kenny took a big step forward this week. I'm not gonna say he outplayed Will Levis next week. He needs to outplay Jordan Love though. I mean, yes, I, that, he does. That, that's that's an expectation. Yeah, yeah, you gotta expect that. And you, I mean, you gotta put the onus on the Steelers defense too to not let Jordan Love throw the ball all over the yard against you next week. And we've been seeing quarterbacks kind of just come in and and put up big numbers. And maybe it doesn't always equate to scoring, but You'd like to see them hold down some opponents here to reasonable yardage totals in one facet or another uh, over time. But yeah, you know, when when you talk about what Kenny can do, I think it's very, very promising, actually, that if you look at the issues, it's that it's kind of it's kind of his own issue that that maybe if he could clean it up, then he could be that guy. Uh, He could be that franchise style quarterback and. You know, some guys just don't have the it factor. I think he's got that, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, some guys don't have, you know, the, the experience that they need to really get out there and, and take hold of an NFL starting role. I think he's got that. I just think he's got to clean up some of the 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 flares, you know. And if he does that, even if he cleans up just half of those, that that starts to look like 
a competent NFL quarterback, a top 15 type NFL quarterback. He certainly he certainly has all 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 the football intangibles you want from a quarterback. The moxie, the leadership, the clutch gene. He has yeah. all those all those things. I mean, he, like you said, he just needs to to clean it up a little bit on the field. His execution. Yeah. I mean, but everything else, I mean, I, I really really like Kenny. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think he can be that guy for us. Yeah, I I, I honestly do as well. Um, I wanted to mention a couple of the throws that he was getting a lot of flack for. Um, the missed touchdown to Allen Robinson in the end zone. I mean, you understand why he threw it low in a way. He's trying to give his guy a chance at the ball, but it was just too low in a way. <laughs> a dirt ball. That's on him. That That's on him. But um, a lot of people were dogging him for missing Calvin Austin deep, but he literally had pressure right in his face, right in his chest. He could not step into that throw. I think he gave it all he could without being able to fully step into that one. And honestly, I thought Calvin Austin probably could have could have made a, a play on that football and caught that football. So I don't knock him too bad for for missing a little bit uh, on a ball he couldn't really even step into. I think it, given the chance to step into that throw, he probably makes that uh, and lays it out there a little bit further for Calvin Austin to, to run under it and maybe make a big play. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with you on that one. I think Calvin Austin is he he had to he had to kind of slow up and come back. I mean, he probably was expecting Kenny to get it out there like he did against the Raiders. And yeah. Calvin Austin is not the guy we expect to win contested catches. He's the guy we no. expect to blow by you and just you know be open. So, but yeah, right. I understand that he had pressure in his face. If that throw was that's the reason why that throw wasn't made. But you know, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where you 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 got to take some of the good with the bad, and right now the good is resulting in in wins, and you're five and three, and the bad is is stuff maybe you can work your way out of. Let's hope that you can do it. Let's let's go to the well. Let's go to a break real quick, and when we come back, we're gonna answer a question from Afton about the defense, and then we'll keep answering your questions here on the Steelers Q and A. Don't go anywhere if you're listening live. We're not going anywhere. If you're listening on audio, then we're just going to hear an, an ad from our sponsors real quick, and then we will be right back. So stay tuned here on the Steel Curtain Network for the Steelers Q&A. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back to the Steelers Sunday Night Q&A. It's Jeremy Betts at the Betts 93, and it's Tate at Tate Boy Fresh. How are we doing tonight, Tate? I know we're talking some Steelers football. I think we're going to jump into uh, some questions about the defense here. Um, Afton Forrett, she always has great questions. She asks, do you think Darius Rush, the cornerback that the Steelers added just a couple weeks ago from the Colts practice squad, will get more playing time? What do you think? I think he'll get more playing time out of necessity. I mean, yeah. because yeah. That, 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 group, that group is kind of – Shorthanded uh, with well, I thought Wallace was hurt, but he ended up playing a lot yeah, that did. last series. Um, but I, I, I like the young guy; I like his size and his speed. I mm-hmm. mean, he 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 has he has to learn a lot more, but and he needs to make that that interception before yes. Quan did. He needs to catch that ball. Yes, he does. But I, I mean, yep. I like him. I think he'll get some some playing time. I know. Yeah, he'll. Yeah, I think so. T- I was going to say, I think so too. And you know, that, 
the depth that you're starting to see kind of round out here is, is starting to look pretty nice with Joey Porter Jr. as your starter. And now you'd like to have maybe a little higher quality starting cornerback uh, too. But, um, you know, I, I thought Levi Wallace, without the pressure of being the guy on one side of the field, played a lot better. Uh, and you you like guys where you can you can take them from, okay, this is too much of a role for you and drop them back down to a support role. And then they can provide you solid reps in support. You know, that is what Mike, or excuse me, Mike Wallace, Levi Wallace is for this team. He's a support type player. He doesn't need to be your every down cornerback two on the outside. And I just thought he he played a lot better in this role as kind of a fill in as a, as an assistant uh, outside corner, if you will, an understudy. Uh, and I thought that that went a lot more smoothly um, and you saw him make some plays at the end. Uh, it, did that ring true for you as well? Yeah, no, it definitely did. I mean, it, you, you, when you minimize his exposure, I mean, you, you, you're going to get more out of him, right? I mean, he's not on the field every play where he can get burnt a number of times a game because he's on the field every play. He's going to be on the field in, in, in passing yeah. situations where he's probably going to take the third best receiver, maybe the fourth best option, and not be holding the number number two guy, right? Um, so I like right. that component of it. Hopefully Minka's back and that makes everybody better in the secondary. Hope hopefully yep. that happens. I mean he and, and and I like he looked he looked I, like he was moving around. Minka, yeah. Yeah. I, I like I, I like I like to see James Pierre get a little more playing time too because I thought he played well against Jacksonville had a bad PI call on him but you know he's that yeah. long rangy corner he's he's come up big for us in spots before in the past when he he was pressed in the starting so I like to see him get a little more time too. Absolutely, let's talk again about the offense here, Alex Mahoney, with a great question: How much of an effect does Canada's play design have on Pickett? or the Steelers' quarterbacks. Tight windows, no separation. Personally, I think it, it plays a big role, and I think that it it makes it makes it makes the margin for error even smaller uh, because you've got an offense that, despite having some, some good plays and some good designs, it just makes things a little bit harder. The structure of the offense, the, the, the teaching of the offense, too, I think has, has failed um, Kenny Pickett and, and the quarterbacks to a point as well. But I just think overall the structure of this offense, the schematics of this offense, uh, they they invite defenses to, to cover tightly, to um, expect what is coming, to be able to see what's coming. Um, and it, it's not very cohesive and fluid in uh, the motions and everything like we thought it could be. We saw a little bit more with the play action when the running game was working. The running game really is what unlocks this offense, but it is hard for a drop back type situation where you got to just drop back and throw the ball, drop back and throw the ball. Uh, defenses can kind of read that and, and sit on some of those routes. I think it does make it tougher on on Pickett. Uh, it's definitely not as easy as going out there and throwing to wide open guys in a Kyle Shanahan offense. You know that would be the dream scenario, and then you can you can show the type of skills you have outside of structure, but um, the structure is not helping Kenny Pickett here. Uh, I don't believe. What do you think? I don't. I don't disagree with everything that you said. I mean, the fluidity, the offense has not been there, obviously. But I think that's fifty-fifty on 
on some of Canada's calls and some of Kenny's execution. I mean, I've I've seen their throws to be had, not ones that he missed, ones that he that he doesn't read, like yeah. in the middle of the field or something like that, where somebody's open and sometimes he leaves leaves the pocket too soon. Not so much this last game, but in other games, he leaves the pocket too soon. And he doesn't give the play a chance to develop because he gets happy feet, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But Canada and the fluidity of the play design and, and and you know the structure of the of the routes on some of them, but some of the things he draws up, guys get open, and Kenny yeah. doesn't hit them. So I think it goes they both sharing the blame is what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. There, there's definitely blame to go around. I think anybody that blindly says fire Matt Canada isn't seeing the whole picture here. And obviously I think that you could upgrade on Matt Canada. I think you could at offensive well, coordinator. And- I agree. I say the same thing. I tell Shannon and big G that on, on uh pump the brakes. Like I'm not saying you can't upgrade or Canada, but it's not just Canada's fault. Yeah. You can bring in somebody right. young and innovative that maybe draws up better play design, but it's not all on Canada is what I'm saying. Right, exactly, exactly. I 100% agree with you. All right, let's pull this question up. Uh, Thomas Riley asks, any news or update on Corey Trice? I, I haven't heard anything. You know, I'm sure he's rehabbing. I'm sure he's working uh, as best as he can. Uh, he's probably on track um, to be a significant contributor this coming off offseason. Um, but, man, I, I just don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything specific. Have you heard anything specific on Corey Trice uh, and his injury, his progress? I haven't, man. I mean, I'm just yeah. I, I just assume that he had the surgery early in the in the in the in the preseason when it happened, and you know, so you got to think now that was that was August. Now we're in November, so we're yeah. like three four months removed. I mean, I got to assume he's in the building getting his rehab in. I mean, he's a seven round rookie. He can't go home and chill and work out. He has to be in the, in the, in the facility. So I assume that's what's going on. Yeah. I assume that as well. And you know, uh, Tomlin and and the Steelers, they, they take every opportunity to not talk about the guys on IR. (laughs) They don't, they don't like to deal uh, with questions about that. So, uh, you know, if, if anybody were to ask that to Tomlin, I'm sure he'd, he'd, he'd say basically that I don't have any updates on, guys who are not part of my 53 right now. And Corey Trice is not that. So, uh, okay, here's a really good question from Afton Forehead. How long will it take the linebackers to develop a new green dot guy? It's going to have to be quick. Do you have anybody that you think it should be? Should it be a Landon Roberts? Should it be Quan Alexander? Uh, should it be Mark Robinson? I, I mean, he hasn't been getting a lot of run. Uh, should it be none of the linebackers? Should it go to uh, somebody in the secondary? What do you think? I think it'll be Quan. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's the three-down linebacker, right? Landon Robinson is in first, second, run-down, stuff to run, yes. great run-stuffer. But Quan is more likely to play all three downs. And now since uh, Holcomb is out for the season, you're mm-hmm. going to see those are going to be your, your two starter guys, right? Yeah. So I, I like I like Quan getting the green dot, him and Minka communicating and talking together, setting everything up, I think. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I agree. I really do. Um, all right, let's do this. We've got a another another super chat here from Justin Gall. Thank you, Justin. 
another 499. Appreciate you for that. Broderick Jones's ability to mirror his technique on the right side was amazing. He also pulled a couple times. That went under the radar, I think, for Steelers fans. So great point here by Justin. Oh my gosh, Broderick Jones was awesome at right tackle uh, for 90% of the game. I thought he played really well, and I know he had the kind of the um, took his helmet off, you know, lack of of judgment a little bit there at the end of the ball game that set up um, Tennessee with a short field, but. I just thought his technique was great. I thought he ran block really well. It was exactly what the doctor ordered for this offensive line. Uh, so, Justin, a great point. What do you think, Tate, on the performance of the young rookie tackle? I thought he looked really good, man. I'm I'm, I'm sure he graded out really high. See what PFS has to say. Not that I take any credence to what they say, but I just think he will have a high high grade. Um. Now, see, I don't want him to, to – to, I mean, I want him to be good, but I, all with the plan being him going back to left tackle next season. You know what I mean? Because you don't you don't spend – trade up and spend a, a first-round pick 14th overall to draft a right tackle. You, you, get right. Your, you get your franchise guy on the left to guard your quarterback's blind side. Now, I think, damn, I think Chooks is out of here next year. Yeah. His, oh, yeah. his, cap, his cap hit is too high. He's gone. Now, maybe you can move Dan Moore over to the to the right side and two. I mean, Broderick to the left. I think that's how it will play out, and that's what I want to see. He can play the right the rest of the year and get that experience, yeah. but I want to see him ultimately go to the left just because it's so much, so much draft capital invested in them that you don't you don't put into a right tackle. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the Steelers kind of the Steelers front office kind of just decided, or Mike Tomlin is what I'm trying to say, kind of just decided we need our best five offensive linemen on the field. And right. Chooks is not one of those guys. So let's just put Broderick out there at right tackle. That's going to be better than trying to put Broderick at left and move Dan Moore to right tackle where he had struggled in the preseason and everything. So, <coughs> excuse me. I think that was kind of the thought process here. Let's just get our best five offensive linemen on the field and, and let them work. And they, they did work. So uh, if that running game can continue to be that explosive and, and efficient, Tate, I think that this, this offense has another level it can unlock. What do you think? I agree with you completely, man. I mean, Broderick Jones brings a, a higher level of physicality and athleticism than, than Chooks did, which is why, as, as the, 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 the listener noted, he was pulling, he was moving. You know he was he was really taking care of his guy him him over there on that on that side with James Daniels. I mean that 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 was that was where the runs were being had at in this game Thursday. So I do yeah. I do like it. But Jeremy, let me ask you a question real quick, man. Just because this is something nothing to do with me. We talking about the running game, and yeah. you obviously like Ohio State. Yes, I do. Would you take would would you take Travion Henderson over Najee Harris right now and pair Travion and Jalen Warren? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm definitely yeah, with um, you. I'm sorry, Najee, but that explosiveness <laughs> from Travion, right. man, uh, we could use it. We could use that, it. That's um that's some Travis Etienne explosiveness. Right. You know that juice. Juice. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Yeah. Just a hypothetical, the draft is coming up. I wouldn't yeah. take him in the first round, but if, 
if we had a late second no, round no. pick and he was there, I might consider it though. Yeah, I would too. And you know, I talked about this with uh with Shannon on the Steelers fix last week. He was filling in for Andrew Wilbar. And uh, you know, we mentioned you know, Najee's contract, getting to the point where the Steelers are gonna have to make decisions about fifth year option and all that. And you know, he's probably part of this organization for his fourth year. And then the Steelers probably move on, you know. And if if you do that, you want somebody waiting the in the wings. I don't think you want to run into, oh, we need a running back right now, which is kind of what they ran into in 2021. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I got a catch in my throat. Um, but you know, it gives somebody a chance to kind of warm up in the offense. And then, you know, Jalen Warren, I think he's a piece you keep around, man. I think he's got that spark. Um and he's you know, he's gonna get a, a contract that's not going to break the bank either for a second contract, seeing as he was an undrafted rookie, you know, and he's, he's been a part of a committee. So I think you've got a chance to, to really solidify your backfield for, for a few years. If you can draft somebody in the middle portion of the round, that's got some explosiveness to pair with a guy like, like Warren, who has proven he can play all three downs and you, you probably don't want him to have to play all three downs, but um, you know, keep that rotation fresh and get a guy with just a little bit more explosiveness than Najee probably has. What do you think? No, I definitely agree with you completely, man. And I'm glad Coach Tomlin is coming to the to the new new millennium and the two the two back committee. I mean, we've been waiting for on this for years, right? For years. Yes. And it's finally come around. He said in his post game presser the other day that we need both of them, and I'm glad he's come to that conclusion because they both need to get the ball. Uh, probably 10, 12 carries a game each, somewhere to get around the 25 rush attempt mark. And I think I think we'll be just fine as the offensive line starts to coalesce and builds a rapport. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I you know, I, I just think that <clears throat> there's so many pieces on this team that you you have to like. Um, from from George Biggins, Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, <clears throat> even the the duo of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I think they've got pieces that can that can provide a sustainable, good offensive structure. And then it's just can Kenny Pickett develop into a a franchise caliber quarterback? Can he develop into a guy who's at the very least going to start a lot of ball games for teams throughout the league? Just because you know he's he's smart. Uh, he, he makes up for his maybe his lack of elite physical traits with with a good uh, awareness, um, you know, pocket mobility, things like that, where he can improve some of those things. The accuracy, you know, issues, if he can improve some of those, I think you've got a chance here to to put t- a, together a team with some improvements and upgrades at some important positions, maybe even an offensive coordinator, coordinator this offseason. You've got a chance to put together a team. Um, in 2024 that can maybe make a run at a title. And uh, I, I don't think that's this year, but I think that you've got the pieces, the building blocks to, to get that forward. So um, Tate, let's kind of wrap up our conversation here real quick. Um, talking about, you know, where you see the Steelers finishing out this season. And then uh, just give us some closing remarks on some of the comments and, and questions that have been done today. Um, and we will get out of here uh, at a reasonable time on a Sunday evening. Yeah, man. Um, I think I think that the Steelers, it's reasonable to expect them to 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 finish above five hundred again. Um, 
I don't want that to be nine and eight. I'm hoping for eleven and six. That's what I'm hoping for. They got three losses. If they if they can go eight and wait, so five and three, eight. They got nine games left. If they can go six and three over 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 the last nine and finish eleven and yeah. six, I think that's really good. I mean, I'm a, I should expect them to win at Green Bay. Expect them to win at Arizona. Expect them to win at the Colts. Uh, expecting to win yep. the Patriots. So th- those should be four wins right there. And then there'll be those tough yep. divisional games in that game against Seattle that'll 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 you know that'll decide if they're going they're gonna win eleven games, maybe even twelve, depending on what they do. But I like I, I, right. I like I like the five and three record. I would have I would have been if you had told me they'd be five and three after eight games, I'd be happy. I would have I would have thought one of the losses would have been Against the Ravens or the Browns or not the Houston Texans, yeah. <laughs> but five and three. I, I mean, I can get down with the 49er loss. Jacksonville's one of the better teams in the AFC, so I can get down with yeah. that loss. You can't, you can't give up that game to Houston. Yeah, but but you're two and zero in your division, so I, I like I like the direction they're headed. And I tell all Steeler fans, just chill out, relax. It's gonna be okay, you know, because. We get real worked up every week at Canada, at Tomlin, at the players. Yep. Hey, man, we're five and three. We're two and on the division, and we get everything is in front of us. So just, just be be a happy fan, and we'll watch this thing unfold. That's right, and it's going to unfold, uh, whether we like it or not. It's going to unfold the way it's going to unfold, and uh, we're going to see what happens. We're going to be a part of the ride, and uh, you can join us here at the Steel Curtain Network. For all of it, we're going to be tracking everything as we always do about the black and gold as they continue on this season. I have great, great expectations for this team as as a whole moving forward. Maybe not this season. I think the division might be out of reach. Baltimore's schedule is is not that difficult, and they look really good. Um, Cincinnati's playing really good football, um, but I think you've got a chance at that wild card spot. I think you have a chance to be be competitive down the stretch and and, and make a run here at at a playoff spot and maybe even win a game, surprise some people. Um, So I'm excited to see how it goes. Uh, Steelers football season is, is always the best. And so we'll all be sad when it's over, no matter how it ends. So just enjoy the ride, like you're saying, and, and appreciate the time as, as it's here with us now. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today here live and for listening later on as well uh, as you catch this Q&A and more of our shows from the Steel Curtain Network. Uh, Tate, I appreciate you coming on, man. We'll have to do this again sometime. And uh, uh, just any last thoughts before we head out? Well, again, man, thanks for having me, having me man. It's always fun to interact with, with you in the live chat both. Um, yeah, yep. be sure to get all your Steelers, Steelers content from the Steel Curtain Network, whether it be uh, the website, the, the written articles, or here on YouTube, the 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 uh, the shows, the shows that you can view, or the, the audio podcast. I listen, I listen to them every every morning, pretty much, especially Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride, and I love when Bets is on there. All bets are off. That's on Wednesdays, right? That's yeah, on so Fridays typically. Yep, yep. On Fridays, okay, yeah. But I check it out, and you know, yep. be sure to check. Myself, Big G, and Shannon out on the Pump Your Breaks podcast. And the homies on Friday with me, Big G, Be Dirt and Pay, man. 
So yeah, that's that's about Tate it. Is, he's everywhere, and we appreciate him being a big part of what we do here at the Steel Curtain Network. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you have a great weekend and a great work week ahead. That's going to do it for us here. Yeah.